Ready, Dave? Everybody, welcome to this special bonus bonus episode. We are going to catch up on emails. Sorry. <laughs> you know how when you, you're a busy person and you have to catch up on emails and it's the most fun thing you've ever done in your <laughs> life? That's what we're doing today. Uh, we call it Letterbox, and let's hear that Letterbox theme, Dave. That we love so much. I never know what you find when you open up your Letterbox. So yes, we've got. Did we hear it? <laughs> we Did heard it, it. We heard it. It happened. Okay. Um, we've gotten so many emails over Thank you. over the years, <laughs> and uh, over they're the year. they're kind of piling up. And there's, as you can probably guess, there's not a lot of room in the normal episodes to to answer them. Used to be more room. Now there's none. Used to be. Uh, so now we're going to just take some time. We're going to just hang out, just like hang out, right? Yeah. Just pretend you're, we're all hanging out together. So we're going to very casually answer your emails. Very casually. Too, um, too casually. So yeah, don't let's start podcast at gmail.com is our, our uh, contact address. And if you send us something, we just might read it on the air. We might not, though. <laughs> or we might forget about it for a year. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, if you want it read... A simple one-sentence question is good for us to chat over on a podcast, as or opposed, lots of praise, as opposed to lengthy uh, stories. <laughs> not that it, they're we not, do read them, but they're I, a little bit harder to read in an episode. Yeah, they're hard. They're, it's hard to like yeah. say just read a long email on yeah. the air. But uh, yeah, so on the air, he says on the air. <laughs> this is the air. The air is everywhere. I guess you're technically correct. Everywhere is air. <laughs> the new album from yeah. They Might Be Giants. We're going to start. Uh, uh, this person wants to be addressed. I think it's not a joke. We don't know. As I don't know. Uh, Lil Lord Fauntleroy. Uh, <laughs> so if we mess that up, send us another email and say yeah. you want us to change it. So little Lord, Lil Lord Fauntleroy, <laughs> uh, amidst their email, which had a lot of uh, interesting yes. stuff in it, but they asked us, if you had to choose... I've got to match or narrow your eyes. What? Okay, I'm going to go on just instinct. <laughs> okay. First answer, best answer, I've got to match. Hmm. That is a, that's the special song. I, uh, by this point, our Apollo 18 episodes have come out, and I've expressed my love for narrow your eyes. Uh, I think I might choose narrow your eyes because it's got yeah. a... It's got a kind of um, the part when it's like everything stops and it's like, I don't want, like when it comes back. Sure. It's such a great pop moment. But I think I've got a match probably has the more uh, fascinating lyrics. Yeah. But Now Your Eyes gets my soul stirring in, in a way that I've got a match. Yeah. Maybe it's just a tempo thing. That's why I'm picking I've Got a Match because it stirs my soul. Yeah. It has a more built-in nostalgia warmth for me. Well, that's true. But I love Now Your Eyes, of course. Don't, don't want to say anything bad. <laughs> don't want them to come after us. Um, uh, thank you. That's an interesting thank question. You. And now I I think, I'll delete the email. <laughs> Just yeah, if you guys want to send us more uh, this song versus that song, that's always fun. I like that. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to I like make... to pit things against each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it's. That's like the most that's interesting what America's thing. All about. You know, I never used to. I never used to understand why people watch boxing, but now I get yeah. it. Some of these emails are going to be referring to older episodes because we're way backed up in the, in yeah. the uh, letterbox. But anyway, this. But this, the questions are evergreen. <laughs> questions are eternal, like the new movie. Yeah. This one comes from Ghostbusters. 
Afterlife. <laughs> That's right. Oh, can't you wait? I can't wait for Ghostbusters I Afterlife, Dave. I just love seeing. All right, all right. I didn't want to get love, the whole thing going. I love seeing references yeah. to another movie that I used to like. Yeah, used to. Now I, it's ruined. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the funny, the CGI Stay Puffs, yeah. just like the the minions or whatever. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to, to buy all those little pop figures. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, get you on the whole thing. I want to be on the whole thing. I want the whole thing to be my whole thing. This email comes to us. Yeah, Dave, why don't you read Mike Buffington, who Mike, says... Mike is a, a, a... He Mike, you might know. You might know him. He did the um, this book of set yeah. lists that I contributed to. Uh, that, I did not. That came out with the fan club. I'm and it's, proud to say. It's, uh, I think it's for sale on their normal uh, products website now, but it's it's like such an amazing... It's It's got a... It might be the coolest kind of fan collaboration thing they've ever put out there. It's it's just this book of of Flansburg's handwritten uh, set lists, which are kind of like an art form <laughs> in right. themselves in a way. And, and I think that's the, the point of the book. Anyway, Mike has sent us a few emails, and this is one of them. This email is in reference to the Birdhouse in Your Soul dial-a-song demo, which ends with the mysterious... Mm. Uh, narrator saying, I don't feel 30. Give me something to write on. I don't feel 300. Give right. me something to write on. And I think we were confused about that. Mike Buffington says, considering John Linnell was born on June 12th, 1959, he would have been 30 years old from June 12th, 1989 onward. I have always thought that he might have written Birdhousing Your Soul just as he turned 30, mm. hence the lyric. And maybe thinking about mortality, as he usually does, he takes it to the 300-year-old lyric. Yes. Or could, or, excuse me, <laughs> hello. Or he could be thinking about the nightlight being 300 years old, possibly leading to the My Story Infinite primitive... My Story an- is Infinite. My Story is Infinite. Don't ever correct me. It sickens me. <laughs> primitive ancestry lyrics. That's a great... I love that email. That's a great um, email. <laughs> that's a spicy email. I really uh, enjoyed that, Mike. Thank you. That's very insightful. I, I, do you agree? I do agree. At the or fact he's going to kiss his ass. The <laughs> fact that he was... um That Linnell was 30 when he wrote Birdhouse, most likely 89, totally works. And and that's it's a weird part of the song that I yeah. I think would have maybe been thrown things off too much on the album, but it, it existing in the demo yeah. is... Is a little treat. Seems seems correct. Now to me. time to delete yeah. the email. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that joke. Satisfying. Next up, I'll read the next one. Another one about the birdhouse demo, um, <sighs> which you G- know, I'll just GF go, Chrysler. It just goes to show you, it's one of their more fascinating yeah. demos. It, it's one of my favorite recordings. Eric uh, wrote us an email, and he said about the birdhouse demo, the wordplay is between desert and desert. Linnell says he couldn't tolerate all the empty places in the world, so he covers the earth in a fresh-baked, yummy dessert. He also says people couldn't live in it. An example of a place that is empty in, and inhospitable is a desert. I imagine the narrator confusing the words and covering the world in a lifeless wasteland instead of a tasty treat. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting and, and probably uh, probably hit, uh, probably accurate as to the what's going on there. I think the wordplay supports the real, i.e. non-demo versions theme of wanting to do good but not being able to, which, God, that's such a heartbreaking mm. sentiment of what the song of what Birdhouse is about. You can read the last part. <laughs> I want to, you know what? I'm going to read a few compliments because life is hard and it's nice to yeah, get. Yeah, you know, we usually uh, cut that stuff out, actually, to our credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who wants to hear praise of us? We do. I do. <laughs> Eric said, I love listening to the show. It really makes my commutes easier. You're welcome. That means a lot to me because when I was commuting to to work on my nine to five that I used to have, it was really important that I listened to something that would put me in a, a good mood 
on the way to work. And uh, that really means a lot that that's kind of, yeah. that's what's happening. I, I think that's like, I don't know, it, it's it's hard to express such a sincere feeling, but it, it's it's nice to know that that's what's going on. I can't believe pe- my horrible voice is in people's ears yeah, sorry. on their way to work. Thank so, you, Eric. Sorry about that. He also says uh, he has no background in music, so hearing us analyze the composition and instrumentation of songs has given him a more holistic understanding of songs. That's incredible because I... Although, we don't have any background yeah, in music Yeah, I either. don't have background <laughs> in music either, even though I, I am a songwriter and even a composer. I've scored short films and stuff like that. Um, but it's all kind of uh, freehand. I'm kind of like a gut kind of guy. I'm into guts. I play the bass. That's my, that's my kink. Dave plays the bass. Um, anyway... Next email, Thank Dave. you, Eric. Why don't you... Fuck right off? Oh, or read the email. Read the email. You fuck off when we're when I press right. stop. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. So this is about our flood episodes. This is from Robin. And mm-hmm. she says, I always thought We Want to Rock was about accidental death and dismemberment insurance. Insurance. Love the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be the name of an album. Um. Yeah. Someone who works construction, a carpenter, for instance, is able to purchase insurance that offers cash reimbursement of different amounts depending on the body part injured or severed. This is going way over my head, but yeah. Um, Yes, this is a real thing. I was offered it when I worked at a glass company. So if you desperately needed $7 to buy a big prosthetic forehead, you could hammer on your piglet, you know, the one that cried wee, wee, wee all the way home. Ah, And collect the $7. That's in- that's an interesting um, take about insurance. It could be. Thank you, Robin. That was from Robin. And by the way, we should say she opens her email by saying she saw they might be giants when they were just two Johns and a drum machine. And then I wrote back there saying I am that's awesome. So jealous of that. But uh, that's great. So thank uh, thank next... you, Robin. We're tearing through these. Yeah. Maybe we'll catch up to this year. Dave, this, <laughs> this one's just complimentary, and I just wanted to, again. Life is hard. Give me some good feelings. This is from Walter, and he wrote... Walter White. <laughs> you, I knew you were going to say that. You um, cut it out, then, if it's hack. Cut it out. I don't I'm going to not only cut it out, I'm going to copy and paste it. I'm going to have you say it <laughs> 10 times in a row. Um, Please cut it out, then. Walter says, you guys are blowing my freaking mind. <laughs> my freaking mind. with your." Wait, start it from the beginning. <laughs> oh, he says, Jordan and Dave... David? Dave? That's a good question, Dave. What the fuck is your name? Can't answer that, man. <laughs> I actually don't know what to call you. My name is... I have this problem when I try to Google Dave Foley, and I go, sometimes he's David Foley. <laughs> yeah. My name is... <laughs> oh, no. He was just about to tell me. Dave. All right, go ahead. You guys are blowing my freaking mind with your doctorate-level courses on TMBG. Yeah. And bring in, I think that's more you than me. <laughs> that's me. And bringing folks out of the woodwork for these interviews. Amazing. Yes, our interviews. I'm very proud of our, our yeah. interviews. It's it's they're they're very there's a there are a lot to plan out and put together. And it's yeah, I'll bet. It, I'm not a journalist, I'm not an interviewer, yeah. so it's really outside Neither of my, <laughs> my comfort zone. But uh, the fact that they happen blows my mind. I, I sometimes look at them or, yeah. or re-listen to parts and I'm like, how did we do that? He says, he says that too. That recent two-part <laughs> interview with Doherty, Brian Doherty, their drummer, yeah. was awesome. Well, How- you know why? Because of Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why it was awesome. Because he's an awesome guy. Brian, I yeah. think, yeah, out of everyone, Brian gave us the most uh, yeah. material. He goes, how do you do this? Best podcast out there, music related. Keep it up. You guys are major podcasting motherfuckers. What? Thank you. Walter, I just wanted to say thank you. That yeah. I hope you're still listening. Yes. <laughs> I, he's like, well, the podcast went downhill after yeah. that episode. Um, 
I really appreciate that. That uh, honestly, sometimes I'll just be out having a crappy day and I'll get these emails will pop up on my phone and I'll be like, oh, nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like you a, matter, Jordan. It's like a drug. Yes. Um, thank you, Walter. Next. Thank you. Dave, what's what's the next letterbox? I'm I'm aching for it. <laughs> you ever wonder like, where's the fruit? Why do I know that? For like, where did I hear that? When I, I always think about how like little, like babies and little kids like. Ache for things? No, like they don't know any. I was thinking about this the other day. Like they don't know anything yet. So yeah. everything they know is from like. TV. TV or their parents. Yeah. or So I'm like, when, when, when did I learn aching for something? <laughs> like Animaniacs or what? <laughs> like what the fuck Probably. taught me that? Yeah. Anyway, Dave. So this is about our live show episode, which was the last thing we did before we, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Last thing we, we did before the pandemic was we went to a fucking yeah. concert where probably half the people had COVID. And um, well, that's because it started months before without yeah. us knowing. Well, and we we had our <laughs> we had our uh, significant our others people. on the show. Yeah. And they were a hit, man. They're going to get their own spinoff, and I think. We talked a little bit about the show. So uh, Kevin says, your significant others are charming and delightful. You should have hey, them on the show again sometime. Kevin, back the fuck off, Kevin. <laughs> I am shocked. Shocked, I say, to hear your dismissive attitude toward wicked little Krita. It's absolutely my... Oops, what did I say? Uh, it's absolutely my favorite song on Mink Car and one I force upon people all the time because I adore its weirdness and it's hella funny. To me, at least. We're going to talk about Wicked Little Critta when we yeah. do our Mink Car uh I think all we said was Epic. it just wasn't one of our favorites. Yeah, well, I can't imagine anyone it's one of my, that as their it's favorite. It's one of my favorites on Ming yeah. Car, but what does that say? Right. Mm, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, I the thing that the thing about this is, um, I want people to like the songs that I am not crazy about because I there I think every song deserves to have its fans and and the the love from the fans. So even if Wicked Little Critter doesn't do much for me. It makes me very happy that Kevin is out there rocking to Wicked Little Critter right. and, and loving it. I'm a positive guy. I always say that about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for writing in, Kevin. The next letter comes from Greg, and he says, really enjoying the podcast. Well, you're damn right well, you are. That's not enthusiastic enough, Greg, but okay. <laughs> he says, something I thought was a given and she's an angel, but evidently not. Well, what's that supposed to mean? That's is a little insulting. <laughs> is the line, she was holding my left arm. One of the signs of a heart attack is pain in the left arm. I'm totally taking it. He was dead. Now, Dave, I don't remember what we talked about uh, with she's an angel, except I know we had a big discussion about irony and, mm -hmm. and, or in sincerity and they might be Giants lyrics and we didn't actually look at the lyrics too much because that was like the early on in the show sure but yeah uh, i think that's definitely something to to think about what makes sense think? to me it makes so much sense i thought we said it already <laughs> yeah i know sometimes sometimes things are so obvious uh, <laughs> we don't need to say it and we should still get the credit for saying it dave i want you to read me the next letter box or you're fired will do jordan next letter dave i can't i can't see with these old eyes why, why don't you read that to me uh so this is about the song Dead. Whoa, I remember uh, that. I remember that vaguely. Uh, do, do, do. Who, who wrote the letter? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jordan, this is from Gregory, and, mm. or Greg, as he's sometimes known it's to It's like his Dave or David, which is... <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, this is about Dead. Gregoro. Dead. <laughs> yeah. He says, an execution used to be a very public affair, and you'd have people Ooh. speculating... In parentheses, a large procession, waving torches and dancing on the casket. This oh. is all nothing new to you. 
boring. No way. Yeah, I know about it. I've been to a million executions. However, the bridge referencing being up there on the wall at the store, I always perceived this as a threat warning from the shop. When enemies, traitors were beheaded, their heads were sometimes placed on city walls as a warning to other would-be ne'er-do-wells. That happened in Walking Dead. Happened in uh, (laughs) Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's right. They put Ned's head up there. Spoiler. Are you are you pro uh, placing people's heads as a warning in in, in your front of your the entrance to your town or property? I mean, back then, sure. Back then, everything was fine. We have a different culture now. As far as I understand. You're saying what I do it now? Would you do it now? Uh, I'm going to go on record and say <laughs> I do not approve of putting heads on pikes in front of your domicile. What about? To warn your enemies. <laughs> what about really annoying people, though? Uh, yes, that's fine. What about man spreaders? <laughs> um, uh, okay, thank you, Greg. Uh, I always love to hear about executions and severed heads. <laughs> This next one is is a little bit uh, complicated, but it's something that's been interesting to me. In our big 80s live episode, we talked about the strange song, I Might Be Giant 2, which uh, has mysterious origins. It's a song they used to play uh, at the as the intro for their concerts, and Flansburg says he doesn't know who gave it to him. No one knows where the song is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob emailed us a possible uh, suspect. Mm. for this song and he said it's uh, a singer named Dennis Madalone and he sent a clip that I I agreed I wrote back saying I 100% agree it sounds <laughs> like the same voice so first let's listen to a little bit of We Might Be Giant 2 again just for a little brief time and then let's play a clip of, of this and we'll okay. listen right now let's take a trip back in time in the days to come see the ruins rise while the giants sleep in the ruined skies Will the giants come down to earth? Somewhere under the sun, we will find the days to come. You already kiss a broken sky. I felt the love, I breathed the air. I touched the rain, I wiped the tear. I saw the moon, I heard the wind Now my new life will soon begin I had to go, but it's okay You see I'm with you in a different way USA America We stand as one USA I was saying the tremolo in his voice sounds exactly the same. This really sounds like yeah. I might be giant two guy. The only thing that uh, throws me off is how could this, if you watch this video, it's really bad. Um, it's not good. How could this guy be a They Might Be Giants fan? I just, I've never seen less of an influence. <laughs> but so if you want to know what video that is on YouTube, it's called America We Stand As One Great by name. Dennis. <laughs> and that's a sincere, there's no joke there. That's a, that's by Dennis Madalone and, um, I'll, t- I'll tweet out this, uh, if I remember, I'll tweet out this mm. video. It really sounds like the guy. I'll, I'll say this. I did uh, email him from his like YouTube and from his contact page, but he never got back to me. And this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This was a year ago. But 
how amazing would that be, huh? <laughs> anyway, so what do you think? Do you think this is I Might Be Giant 2 singer, Dennis Madalone? It really sounds like him. Uh, so thank you, Rob. Thank you a, a right. million times, Rob, because that's an incredible find. Dave. Okay, this next email is from Ryan. He's written to us before. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, we have a lot of repeat offenders. Yeah. My alternate history question is, what do you guys think would have happened to TMBG if John and John refused or never bothered to adopt a full backing band and remained a duo? Do you think they'd have survived as long as they have or would they have long since broken up by now? I don't Ooh. think they would have broken up. No, no, never. I think they'll make It'll music until their last breath. That's right. I, I do too. Um, it's in their blo- blood and it's bones. It's in their blones. <laughs> <laughs> that's blood and bones together. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like a gang in a, <laughs> on the streets. Um, in Boardwalk Empire. The, blo- the blones. <laughs> what would have happened if they just kept... Wow, that's a, that's a tricky one. Yeah, so like we've sort of talked about with Kurt Hoffman, or the John, John Henry would have sounded a lot like those dial songs, mm-hmm. which were pretty damn great. Uh, I still would have loved it, but I don't know. Maybe they would have quit because they would have been like, <laughs> so this is just a, th- a history where it just never occurred to them to try <laughs> having a band. Yeah, maybe maybe they would have gotten burnt out or just, you know, like. You think their stuff would have gotten weirder or more experimental? Yeah, maybe it would have been a little more of a weird, because I think it, it when they got a band, you know, it took them a few albums to get weird again, right? Yeah. So I think I think it, w- it maybe that wouldn't have happened. I think maybe they would have done more solo stuff too. Mm. I think more monopuff. Maybe monopuff would have been Flansburg like, yeah. I want to do something with a band and right. this is going to be my breakout, you know, my way to practice with a band or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, they wouldn't have had to worry about so many other moving parts. Maybe it would have been better. They probably would have saved money, <laughs> right? I mean, just to talk about the boring financial stuff. Let's get to the brass tacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think also with technology, like the backing tracks would have sounded more and more real right. anyway, you know? But their bigger hits happened with the duo anyway. <laughs> That's true. So I know. they Ooh. probably would have had the same amount of acclaim or more. Yeah. I mean, when we do the John Henry stuff, we're going to talk a lot about the, this transition for them. A good question. From a bad person. From a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Um, That's just how it just is. Assume. Yeah. I'll read the next one. So this next email is from Tim, and he did something really cool. He uh, really liked our discussion of Feel Good Sublet, and he said, when I hear such spare songs that are basically just melodies, I start to imagine what they might sound like with bass, drums, and chords. So Tim put together, like, uh, he put music under the recording that yeah. Flansburg did to make it sound like a full, more full band demo, which is interesting. Yes. And he gave a kind of a, he gave a, kind of a, a peppy feel, which surprised <laughs> me. But let's, let's listen. Wow, Tim, you did a great job. I really like it. I really like, you know, that's really hard to contend with his kind of weird timing in right. that song and you you're right on top of it. I thought that was a cool exercise and it was fun and I actually think that kind of convinced me that could have been a good album song or at huh. least a B-side. It's the fact that it's not even released is is a shock. Yeah, you responded, would have been a nice little song in the album. Kind of reminds me of Tesla or something. That's what I said. Tesla. I, I don't remember saying that, but I said that. Yeah. It is kind of like Tesla. What the fuck? 
I like it more than Tesla. <laughs> Dave, um, ah. blah, Matthew has, uh, well, he said a lot, but there's one question I want to address. Sure. I'll humor him. <laughs> uh, will you guys ever consider doing an episode on the John's appearances on the Franco Tool Show? Tons of early versions of beloved TMBG songs and other interesting tidbits occurred on that show, and it's all pretty well documented and high quality. Just a thought Ma- from Matthew. Matthew is like, Matthew. He's like the millionth person to, yeah. a- to ask me uh, if we're going to do a Franco Tool Show episode. The answer is yes. A thousand um, times. I yes. do feel like I kind of missed the the part the um, era to do it in because we we got past the eighties. Missed we were, the window. We were in the eighties for so long, yeah. and it might be weird, but I, it's it's something I do want to do because it's someday such an interesting thing. I was trying to make it extra special by contacting yeah. people involved, but it didn't it got confusing. Didn't quite pan out. Yeah. But I'm still sort of hoping that I can find some extra stuff for it. So that's kind of the answer. So it's it might not be for a while. But yes, I, but it will be happening. I have a lot of yeah, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts yeah. on it, but we have to figure out maybe a a space in the show to like go back to the '80s. Same with the demo tape from the '80s. Mm-hmm. We kind of like I skipped that over because I didn't know what the show was yet You're when fool. we talked about their first album or two. Uh, but I think I do want to go back to the '80s a little bit in the future. But yes, we'll do a little retconning. Thanks for writing. The next letter comes from Mary. Classic name, right, Dave? Classic name. Biblical. Back to you, Jordan. The latest episodes about Apollo 18 have been great, like all the rest, obviously. See, people, if you want your letter read (laughs) on the show, start... You know what they say about meeting strangers and... Stroke their ego. Start with a compliment and then, you know... Then an insult and then then end with a compliment. (laughs) And then punch them in the face. Yeah. Mary says, continues to say, I was really excited to hear you discuss Spider as it's always tickled me. Uh, I'm a little late to the party, so I wouldn't be surprised if this has already been brought to your attention. Did you know there is a tokusatsu version of Spider-Man? It's probably too obvious, quotes, <laughs> of a reference for the band to make, but it is kind of neat. Uh, so then she sends a, a link to the Japanese Spider-Man, and I'll play a clip of it, because why not? Spider-Man. We were actually going to talk about this, but I think we ran out of time or yeah. cut it out. The spider segment was yeah. like overwhelming. Yeah. That might be one of the the most work I did for any besides fingertips. Maybe. Me too. That might yeah. That might be the most. That's the most Dave's reacting to things I said yeah. that happened. It's a lot of work, man. Dave's neck is tired from nodding. Yeah. Or yeah, I I wanted to. I did want to talk about the Japanese Spider Man, but that segment got like wildly out of control and got and away from us. So complicated to talk about all these possible things that I think I just was like, eh, it's probably not gonna, it's probably not referencing Japanese Spider-Man. It's an interesting thing how another culture or country uh, yeah. talks to, uh, culture? does it, culture, <laughs> it's different than American culture, right? Uh, talks about, does like, a, interprets a very, very American thing, like Spider-Man, yeah. very Queens thing, really. Hell yeah. Like, do they even know about Forest Hills Queens in, in Japan? I guess they do from Spider-Man. It depends how in-depth they go with it, I guess. You think people visit Forest Hills like Spider-Man heads? No. You think they'd be like, we got to visit Forest Hills? I don't think so. I, sorry to rain in your parade. Oh, so what are all those people outside my house? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Mary, for, for reminding us about Japanese Spider-Man. And we encourage all of you to look it up. Look it up. Look it up yourself. Do we have to do everything for you? <laughs> 
Dave, why don't you read the next letterbox to me while I take a chill pill? <laughs> oh, I'd love to. This email is from Kyle. Kyle says, you ponder on the Apollo 18 podcast where the name Apollo 18 comes from. You mentioned the silver spaceship of the guitar and spacesuit, but... How about considering the connection to Live at the Apollo, the sample on Spider, which is one of the first songs the band tackles at the Magic Shop? I hear the call and response nature of Frankie Crocker and the James Brown band as the structure of Spider. Plus, both albums are called Apollo. Keep up the good podcast. Interesting theory. If Apollo, you think they had the Apollo on their mind, I yeah. think because of the sample, maybe... Flansburg or Linnell. I mean, Linnell's the one who put together that song. Was mm-hmm. maybe he's listening to a bunch of to a live at the Apollo album that the, that that week or those few months. I wonder. It's possible. They certainly do like double meaning and yeah, wordplay. Yeah. But I guess my only um my only caveat caveat <laughs> caveat would be that I feel like there's just nothing. There's no evidence in the name of it. Like you, like usually when there's a double meaning, you'd be like, oh, I see this part and this part. But there's mm-hmm. nothing in the album art or anything else right. that it indicates the Apollo theater in any way I can. Now, if they called it live at Apollo 18. Yeah, something like that is a good point. Like a shitty idea like that, Dave. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a, I think this is another one from Rob. I can't keep track of names. I'm bad with names. Good with faces, but... Uh, Maybe send pictures of your faces, everybody. That'll help me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dave. Rob says, listening to the latest ep. Great job as always. We never miss. (laughs) Right, Dave? Just had a funny personal anecdote that will be the judge of that, that backs up your theory that Hall of Heads is about coins. That's my... Not not my theory. Not Dave's theory. Not my president. Well, it's it's Chris Stengel's uh, idea, and I've I've always uh, liked the idea because it's an interesting... I'm going to say I disagree with it more than ever. Attached are some... So Rob attached... (laughs) He said, attached are some pics of the furnace in my childhood home. Forgive the scariness of the basement and the decades-old oil furnace. To the, <laughs> I forgive him. To the right <laughs> is is a little entrance to a storage space behind the furnace. Behind the furnace. I get it. Behind the furnace, and to the right of the furnace is a little fake wall where my dad used to hide his coin collection. Thunderclap. <laughs> yes. I'm not saying the song is about me. But that's just... A, well, that'd be impossible. But that's just a little fun fact. There are some fans, I think, who think songs are about them. That's just a little fun fact about furnaces. Yeah, this this only strengthens my point, I thought, and, and Chris's point. But Dave uh, Dave is visibly agitated <laughs> by the idea that Hall of Heads... What did you think the well, song was about? Well, a piggy a bank. Hall of Heads? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, uh, Dave. How could you think that? A piggy bank is not a hall. Yeah. So there you go. It's not a hall of heads. It's like a, maybe if it was called jar of heads jar or like of heads, bowl. bucket of heads. I don't know what you call a piggy bank. Because I guess a piggy bank is like a rounded bottom. Yeah, it's not a hall. My favorite kind of bottom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, it's fun. It's a fun theory. That's, well, it's all about fun. This isn't I, fucking. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's about serious facts and not wasting people's time, you know. Uh, speaking of wasting people's time, yeah, what's Dave, up, baby? Dave, I think you should read this next one because it's it's very complimentary towards you, and you know, and I need it. I don't. I don't need it. I've got too many. I've got them f- f- falling out in my ears. <laughs> all these compliments I get every day. Uh, so Brian writes in and he says, uh, "My girlfriend Hannah Rose, who I just realized also writes us in." Yeah, wow, that's crazy. You guys are getting together. Yeah. This is weird. I didn't think we were a match service. Yeah. You're welcome. Maybe that we should start doing that. Do they know the other person is writing in? Do they talk about it? <laughs> I don't know. Can you write in and tell us what the process is like? Maybe everyone's together. 
It's just big. It's a giant orgy yeah. of our fans. He said, my girlfriend, Hannah Rose, thinks you are super funny and that every podcast needs a Dave. She wants me to say hi to you, by the way. We appreciate wow. the work you guys do to put these episodes together. Keep up the fine work. Wow, Dave. So there you go. I'm great. You got a high. You all can suck it. <laughs> okay. And Jordan, on to you. Next yes. email for this Letterbox Spectacular. Yes, this next one comes from Robert, and it's about See the Constellation. We're starting to catch up to our emails. We'll get there. We'll of, get there, folks. scary. Make it mean, we're going to run out, and then what do we do? <laughs> um, how will I go Have on? Have another one in a year. <laughs> yeah. Robert says, Always thought that ride across the sky indicated a passage of time over weeks, months, years. Constellations will move as the seasons change. So I think the narrator is basically saying that the emotional state he's in is how he's been feeling for a while and is how he expects to continue feeling for some time. Love the show. Thanks for all the hard work and effort. Yeah, I, I like that idea. See the constellation ride across the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, what I had said in the episode is maybe he's, he's a dead body being dragged by a train. But I think this is probably what Flansburg was going for, which is that, a, you know, if you like were to time lapse the stars, you'd, yeah. you'd see it kind of swoop across the sky. And, yeah. and I, I actually think it's very poetic. It's, again, one of my favorite songs. I yeah. think some of his best lyrics. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. That's yeah. like just a solid little... Interp where I think that, it makes sense. It makes sense. It was a short email. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically perfect. He thanked us and then he showed himself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Dave, uh, there's, what? A, there's an <laughs> Affleck. So Dave, this, this next email is about which describes how you're feeling. I really like our conversation about it, but I, me I'd, too, buddy. I'd be, the <laughs> I'd be the first to admit that we, we, we were struggling trying to understand this, this crazy thing. I thought I nailed it. So, Dave, uh, uh, our friend Chad. Chad. He has some uh, more thoughts about which describes how you're feeling. Chad says, just a quick thought on the overseas part in which describes how you're feeling. I always took that line to mean something like when a poem is translated into another language and doesn't rhyme like it did in the original. Mm. What do you think of that, Jack? That's interesting. I mean, that's like a multiple levels of pun because if it's overseas, that would be like the other language. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I do. I think I'm more confused now. But yeah, he, um, what else does he say? What that has to do with the overarching theme of the song, I never thought about until hearing your episode. Now I'm wondering if it's a reference to the difficulty of describing one's emotions to someone else mm. or understanding the emotions of someone else because the message gets lost in translation as if the two people are foreign countries that speak different languages. Interesting. You know, sometimes it does seem that way, doesn't yeah. it? Am I right, folks? Yeah. It's like we're speaking two different languages. Yeah, or like the movie Lost in Translation. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I did. I missed the ending because <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> it's, I hated it. Yeah. Anyway. I think uh, I went to the bathroom at the end. I was like, yeah, I get it. She's bored. She's in Japan. She's bored. Yeah. Got it. Um, the spine imagery Ooh. also reminds Ooh. me of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you're on an all-paid vacation know, to right? Japan, and it's not exciting enough. Moo. Boo. Boo. <laughs> oh. You know, life's what you make of it. <laughs> I, think I, don't that's know. What, I think that's what Bill Murray whispers yeah. in her uh, ear at right? the end. <laughs> yeah. Life's, life's what you make of it. Anyway, Cheer up. There's a great Norm MacDonald bit about the end of Lost in Translation we just watched on YouTube. He said, because, uh, you know, the end is ambiguous because you, yeah. you whisper something. Norm MacDonald's like, I'm, in, I'm watching the end and I'm like, I'm supposed to write the fucking ending <laughs> to this movie? <laughs> just tell me what he said. Yeah. 
Why do I have to put in all the work? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I like that, Chad. And, and Chad has one final thought. Uh, he says, the spine imagery also reminds me of my man. My man. <laughs> my man, the song. Which uses... Not, not his man. <laughs> which uses similar ocean shore imagery to describe a break in communication. Maybe in this case, it's a division between two separate minds or nervous systems rather than a single brain body connection. Jesus. Uh, yeah, this guy should have a podcast. Yeah, what are Chad, we doing? Chad, why don't you want to... You can stay in my bedroom and do it and I, I'll just I'll, I'll still I'll be a consultant because I think consultants are easy Producer. way yeah it's an easy <laughs> way to get paid for something without doing anything so thanks for writing in Chad thank uh, you Chad great thoughts on a great song <laughs> great mind great minds think alike yeah what's next what's next another email we got was from uh vacupup labs and uh he sent us a music video for turnaround that he was involved in and one thing I just noted was that in the video with the heavy and pointed line, he shows a shovel. And I just thought I had responded to this person saying I should have mentioned that that could have been a shovel in the lyric uh, because yes. he's digging. A, he's in an open grave. And like yeah. it make, what's a heavy and pointed thing in a cemetery? I mean, it could be a tombstone or a whatever, a statue. Yeah. But a shovel is a great uh, possibility there. Yeah, I think I said a uh, pickaxe. Pickaxe. Yes. And this person said when he was collaborating with his artist on this video, the artist called him and said, hey, that heavy and pointed thing in the cemetery, that's got to be a shovel, right? <laughs> so it's funny that someone just, who maybe didn't even know they might be giants very well, right. is just like using logic. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. So. Heavy and pointed, giant novelty pencil. Yeah. Dave, but, but, but why don't you read this uh, next email? Okay, Travis here. Travis Bickle. Says, uh, how does Frank Zappa figure into the TMBG story? He must. I know he does. Mm. It was in an interview clip you played during these Apollo 18 episodes that both Johns grew up listening to him. Mm, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, their own trajectory as a band and the other artists they associated uh, with were part of a different scene and their own proclivities for how they write and perform music go in a different direction. But there are so many commonalities about the way they might be giants and Frank Zappa conceive of and perceive their own music. Mm. And the Zappa Beefheart Residence TMBG connection is undeniable. Yes. Okay, yeah. Put um, that in your pipe and smoke I, it, Jordan. As I've uh, transcribed so many interviews, Frank Zappa comes up quite a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as teenagers, I think, you know, we definitely... Uh, you know, there, there were a couple of years where we were heavily interested in Frank Zappa, and I think there's probably yeah. something along those lines. I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest crossroads for us. Uh, and it might, I don't know, I mean, we might save more for the future, or, or maybe not. I don't know if there'll be a chance. Basically, Linnell said it was like a huge, huge, huge influence on okay. him in high school, though in the similar, in the, in the same interview, Linnell does say, uh, but Frank Zappa is sexist, so I, I don't like. I stopped huh. liking his stuff. I, I, I have, I am, don't have an opinion on that. I don't know anything about Frank Zappa. I don't think I've ever heard much of his music. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm totally in the dark with this. There was a documentary about him that I wanted to watch as like an intro because I think that's a good yeah. way to do it. Like, see the context of everything. I know that our friend Matt liked Frank Zappa mm -hmm. or some of. So the thing with Frank Zappa is he has like a billion albums, mm -hmm. and as I used to have a coworker who was a huge fan of his and I, I think about this a lot because the coworker just said like not only does he have like 60 albums or whatever like, literally yeah he has like he like released like that's a lot of albums Jordan at least like one a year or more than that but he's wow. like he's like the thing is like they're not just like simple they're all complex yeah. <laughs> arrangements and wow. and um, ambitious so it's not just like 
oh, here's like a quick album. It's like every album is like, uh, you know, unbelievably layered. And But the thing with Frank Zappa that I know, and especially because our friend Matt, because he thought this was funny, like Frank Zappa has a lot of crude songs. There's songs about uh, yellow snow. And, yeah, and what's that about? A lot of like silly stuff. And so, you know, I, I actually don't know much of his serious stuff because the stuff that's been shared with me in my life from friends or just like linked to on YouTube and stuff mm. is like funny like, yeah. oh, check out this w crazy, funny Frank Zappa song. I can say that the one Frank Zappa song that I know intimately because Matt put it on a playlist for me on a CD that he made me years ago is, is Peaches in Regalia, which is a instrumental okay. that I really like. And because I listened to the CD a thousand times, I know this really well. It's just this great instrumental that's huh. really elaborate. I'll play a clip. Why not? We all like listening to music. Peaches and Cream or whatever. found all those extra notes we've been looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Dave, what did you think of that? I liked it. Yeah, it's I really great. It was very cool. Yeah, and you can hear the um, something that a, a music teacher or, or it was like kind of a sound design teacher. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a vague class <laughs> that I took at SVA. Something she talked about that she heard in my compositions <laughs> was uh, she's like, go on. She used this term, but it had to do with the instruments talking to each other. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're you do this really the, you do this thing really well where the um, they're they're in conversation, you yeah. know, and and Frank that song has that a lot. I think and Frank then she Zappa was fired. That. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, that that's the Frank Zappa. I think they still probably like his music, but they yeah. denounce his politics. Huh. I don't know. They've said a few things in interviews about him, but uh, I have no clue. All right. Oh, and uh, Dave, there's one more yeah. bit here that I think is really important. Our listeners need to be yeah, maybe the most important. Yes. Can you read the end of Travis's email? <laughs> Travis says. P.S. I may be recalling incorrectly, but did you say Dave recently grew a beard? Oh. That seems strange to me. How dare you? The moment I heard his voice, I thought, that guy has a fucking beard. <laughs> I've never been so sure of anything in my life. I kind of get oh, that. Oh, well. Do you, do you get it? I get it. I think you should uh, check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's you know? weird is I normally have more of a beard than Dave. Until recently. Well, that says a lot about preconceived notions, so doesn't it, Jordan? Well, no, but here's the thing, though. Dave is more, um, he's a little bit more type A than me in that he's neater and more organized. A little. <laughs> a little, yeah, a lot. So Dave, a model. Dave is more organized. So Dave's, yeah. Dave would, I assume, shave every day as a, a routine, mm -hmm. right? Part of a routine. I am like lazy and don't want to have to do that. So yeah. I often have facial hair kind of at various stages, like I don't have a consistent look. I was on a background extra job and I remember like a, the hairdresser woman there was just like, I, I, is this your look? I don't want to mess with it. And I was like, I don't have a look. You're like, look? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a look. I mean, I do have to, there is some upkeep with the beard. 
So oh, it does match up please. with the type A. Go. I mean, I we guess. can wait for why yeah. did you grow a beard or something to talk yeah. about Dave's beard. True. Because we're gonna have to pad that out. <laughs> we're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta keep it uh, looking good. And I mean, when I had my look was sideburns, sideburns, and a soul patch, basically yes, soul so patch. It's just another. Now you've lost your soul. Long line of <laughs> looks that uh, works so well on me. And well, I'll say so. I have so many options. I'm great. And uh, I'm glad we're talking about my face for this long. I, I've done a few background TV jobs where the look is supposed to be like hip New York club guy yeah. or bar guy. And so th- and then I actually style and trim the yeah. facial hair and be really, really careful with it. And I always <laughs> I always take pictures of myself like that because I'm like, I look yeah. really good. I should do this every day. I'm but, amazing. But who wants to do that every day? Not me. Well, Jordan, you've known me in a long time. What do you what do you prefer? You prefer sideburns, Dave, or beard Dave? I think you look I think Dave looks really good with the beard. It fits right. it fi- I think Travis is onto something that it fits your vibe really I well. don't want to give Travis any credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he's getting too involved in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, do only a few more emails, maybe. We're running out. Okay. This this next one is from Sam, and he says, hi. And <laughs> says he could use his name. Oh, Sam says he could use his name. It's Sam. Oh, Sam. <laughs> he signed it Sam. I'm sorry. The email says Sam Vaughn. I think that's how you pronounce Whoa, it. Whoa, from Australia, living in Prague. What? Wait, cool. I can't. That's confusing. Czech Republic. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really confused. He says, you, well, can, use, he can, you can use my name. I don't care. So I did. And I, I do care. Sam says, I don't often listen to podcasts, much less send them emails. See, that's like a big compliment. I just want to say yeah. sincerely. But I just wanted to say that you guys are great. And you've helped and me. And our beards are great. And you've helped me navigate a band, which I've long admired from afar like a creep, but have, no, that was my joke, but have always felt too daunted to jump into due to their intimidating body of work. I totally get that. It's kind of like Frank Zappa. Zappa. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, He goes, anyway, I have three questions, three riddles. Question the first. Two of which aren't really questions. Well, okay. Uh, My brain hurts. He goes, your intro tune really reminds me of the start of the song Slow West Vultures by the Mountain Goats. I've always thought the Mountain Goats and TMBG share a bit of thematic ground, though they obviously walk it differently. Well, that's not a question, but uh, Sam, that opening song is They Might Be Giants. We've actually gotten a few people confused about that. That's a They Might Be Giants song called Hey Everybody, and it's... Mm -hmm. Uh, it's I bo- also our in, uh, oh sorry. It's also our, our wedding song. No, um, it's uh, it's a rare one that was released to fans, and I don't believe it's on any release. So I don't believe it has like a copyright or anything. We'll find out. Um, yeah, we'll find out one day. And I, the uh, reason I picked it should be obvious. It begins with Linnell, I assume, talking to their sound to <laughs> sound guy or yeah. sound recorder, saying, "Ready, Dave." And yeah. And that's also why we say, hey, everybody, at the beginning of... <laughs> did, did nobody each, ca- yeah. catch that? I think only the super fans yeah. got, caught the that. the beginning of each episode. Uh, then Sam says, number two, in your discussion of when it rains, it snows, In the, uh, you talk about the smiling yellow face at the window. Am I, stu- <laughs> am I stupid for thinking that it's just a cartoonish image I of the, the sun same. shining through? The sun, he says. It goes with the sickeningly cheery waltz and the childish identical rhyme of door and a door to make it feel like the narrator is <laughs> manic or delusional or whatever. I've always thought of the sun being a smiling yellow face at your window as a fairly common image. 
It doesn't make the song any less creepy, but I think it adds the right tone without having to bring in some Simps- <laughs> some Simpsons-esque intruder. I didn't imagine a Simpsons person, but I did imagine some <laughs> sort of... I just imagined a, a jaundiced person. Yeah, sickly, weird... No, what, what I am... I think I said like that this... that yellow bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think what I said in the episode is I literally imagine a person with the head of a smiley face logo, uh, like kind yeah. of like... Uh, there's like a horror movie like that too, I think now. But um, that's what I imagine is literally a person with the head of a smiley mm-hmm. of your quintessential smiley man that could be about the sun i i, I no, like he's that. totally right I, yeah. I don't think it's stupid to say that at all uh yeah it could definitely that's fit not with everything yeah that's not the stupid part of his email coming up is the stupid part yeah. here we go <laughs> then he says number Just kidding th- yeah we're, we're we like to kid everyone this is the second time in two episodes we're gonna say we do we jokes <laughs> we, we do jokes <laughs> We the try way, to. <laughs> look, the thing is, the way you show affection is joking because when you're... Yeah, stupid. When you're too... Po- I've known... I've had friendships where I knew we were friends when they stopped being so polite to me all the time. Because I'm like, oh, I, he... That's a good point. He knows I can take it. You get more comfortable with yeah. a person. I was just talking to Kristen about this. There's like a person I was talking about. I won't say who. But he was always really nice and polite. Yeah. And then the first... When he took a crack at me yeah. this one night, I... I had a second of hurt feelings, like, what? But then I I thought about it a moment later. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is great. He respects me more. Well, it's also like, yeah, you can take it. We can kind of like show the real personalities. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's more honest and fun. Yeah. And uh, kind of toe the line between too hurtful, but yeah. I just can't (laughs) resist with Dave. He's just a target. He's just a punching bag. I feel like that's common with a lot of people I know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Chrissy just like loves messing with me. I don't know. I've noticed. Yeah. Then uh, Sam says, number three, given your position as, oh, this is funny. Given your position as a legitimate and respected part of the TMBG community uh, (laughs) and the band's general willingness to engage with fans, have you, oh, have you tried or would you ever try to get the Johns on for an interview? Uh, No comment? Because I say that, Dave, what do you think? What do you want to say? Uh, I think we've tried and we we'll did. continue to try. <laughs> and I, I think it'll happen well, I'll sometime. Just, we tried and failed. Yeah. I'll just put it like that way. Uh, write your I'll local fail is, you know, <laughs> write your local congressman to uh, if you want to help out with that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sam. That was a, the fantastic email. We like questions. We we like we like questions. And <laughs> my wife, um, <laughs> Dave, I think you should read this next one because. It mentions you, actually. Again? This next one's from Thomas. Wow. Well, part of uh, this email from Thomas says... Thomas. Uh, could be that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the research and preparation you do makes the podcast so worthwhile. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and Dave is funny. <laughs> that's, that sums it all up, yeah, I think. That's where it stops. No, he says, but of course it's the chemistry is what makes it work. Yes. I'm funny too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I do research. I have it all. I do research and I'm funny. Jordan's the complete package. That's ladies right. Yep. <laughs> and men. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyone out there? Anybody. Uh, stray questions, observations. I hear a lot of talk about list serves and Hello? other things, but did any of you post on tmbg.org? That's a big no yeah, for me. Yeah, Dave. But Jordan, um, take it away. In case you haven't caught on, Dave's not very plugged in, as the kids say. Um, he's barely on yeah. social media. I mean, t- I think My this is My goal is to be less and less. This is all to Dave's credit. Hate it. Hate he's, every minute of it. Dave's kind of an old old soul. Old piece of crap. <laughs> old old chunk of coal. Yeah. A, old chunk of crap. Yeah. I did post to... T- I was on the... So it would be this digest you'd get in your inbox that was like people's daily or weekly thoughts on they might be giants so you get all these posts mm-hmm. 
copy to you, and I, I was people. So fans, anybody, fans, yeah, any, okay. anybody, any any pervert. Like not not people associated with the band is my point. No, no, no. But some of I think one of the guys who helped run it had some interviews with some mm-hmm. people involved. I think there was a little bit of a official feel to it at times. But yes, I did post on TMG.org under a different screen name. I'm not going to say what it was, though it's pretty easy to find. I think. But I, I sometimes I read. Let's I, go, Brandon. <laughs> sometimes I just heard about that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I. It's funny because when I this has happened many times. I I'm researching for the show and yeah. I'll be googling lyrics and googling references and my old posts come up a lot. Sure. <laughs> and like when I search these archives and stuff and I'm like, oh, I fucking said the thing I was think, planning on saying on the podcast. I said this in like '97 on the internet. Uh, so yeah, that's the answer to that. Can I can yes. I just read his last sentence? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for making this. Hope 2021 is treating you well. Uh, 2021 <laughs> was probably is easily the worst year of me and Dave's lives. Yeah. Uh, I, no I say it's con- the worst. It's the worst year of my life. I'd say mine too. Yeah. yeah. No, but, not even you know, no joke. It really yeah. was shitty. Though I think so what are you gonna do? But me and my uh, fiance, it, because of that, we like made an extra effort to try to like make good things happen this year. So it, it a little bit better, yeah. like with the road, this road trip we want to like, it kind of balanced yeah. it a little, but I still like, I'm actually like most New Year's Eves, I'm like, no, I don't want time to pass. But like this one, I'm like 2022, yeah. let's, let's move on from 2021 because I, I hated it. It was rough. It's oh. rough when like getting COVID's not the worst thing that's happened to you. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway. Anyway, uh, thank you, Thomas. That was an excellent email. And, uh, and we uh, keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> this next email I'm going to read, Dave, if you don't mind, uh, you could wait outside. Go right ahead. This is from Keith. And there's actually a, a handful of uh, important things in this one. The first important thing is he says, I found out about your podcast via the XTC one. Just in case anyone doesn't know, yeah. I was on another podcast. You get almost, it's almost like a don't let's start episode, uh, except Dave's not there, but like four other guys are there mm-hmm. and they almost add up to one Dave, I thought. Wow. Thanks. It's the XTC podcast called What Do You Call That Noise? And it's actually f- pretty official as as Andy Partridge yeah. and Colin impressive. Molding from XTC are in the show all the time. And Andy is actually... Who, who doesn't know that Andy is the main lead songwriter and everything for XDC. Andy Parcher is actually in that episode that we don't share. Yeah. Uh, I know. So close. It's a separate segment where yeah. he discusses the topic we're talking about, which is they might be giants. Right. And the song XTC versus Adamant. So I was on, what do you call that noise? You can easily find it in the, um, in iTunes in their archive because there hasn't been a ton of episodes. So mm-hmm. check that out. I talked all about like factory showroom and yeah. XTC versus Adamant and they might be giants lyrics compared to XTC lyrics and i was really happy with, with how I that came to out it oh my it god came out i thought jordan did a great job thank you he was as uh, verbose and uh, informed as always and i was up against people with british accents so that's hard yeah they, they sounded really educated <laughs> yeah compared to them he was like I'm from, America. I'm from queens and uh <laughs> i think music is kind of like uh, the long island expressway yeah. you, you gotta get on it fast and get off of it slow anyway <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he had done a good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith uh, has a few in- very, very crucial, important points to make. He says, someone's probably told you this by now. Nope. But Jukebox, as played live by Flans to pass the time while technical problems are sorted, is an old rockabilly song by the Rhythm Rockers and oh. not a lost TMG original. 
Dave, is my face red? <laughs> uh, we need a member. We used to have a, a, a what is it called? A, a drop when I uh, <laughs> fucked up something. That's right. What is that called in the radio terms? Oh, a uh, needle drop. A needle drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can use that. But uh, this was my my. Fuck yeah, up. I was gonna say we need one for you now, bud. Yeah. So you dumb fuck. Just to give context, if people listen out of order, uh, which annoys me, but <laughs> more dumb fucks. Um, Flansburg uh, starts singing this song about a jukebox when they're like killing time on stage, and and I, me and Dave had this talk about, oh, this is a great lost. They might be giant song. Yep. This is a really catchy song. To our credit, it totally sounds like he's improvising it. Like it's, right. it's very um, sloppy and weird and and everything. But it's apparently this song, and I'll, I'll play a clip of the actual song. And I was shocked and. Delighted to be corrected. I didn't lie awake all night crying. You bump, you bump, you bump. Some monkey took my baby and gone, gone downtown. Hook my baby and shook my baby and shook my baby round. They may come your way. They headed that way. Keith has a second point, another <laughs> sort of, well, maybe not a correction, but it's something I wish we talked about. Keith, Keith really has our number. <laughs> Keith, uh, you're scaring me. Keith says, I remember realizing in the early 90s that stereo on in cooking bacon from Hacha must be a reference to the crackling surface noise made by vinyl. I will, oof, damn. Mm. So in the song, I imagine How'd that- How'd you ever miss that? I, shut up. We played a board <laughs> game. What else do you want from me? <laughs> That's uh, true. So in the song, I imagine the needle is stuck in the run-out groove, a not yeah. uncommon trope on TV to illustrate a sudden departure. Uh, Twin Peaks does that. Uh, I must have come across the comparison between vinyl noise and sizzling bacon in tech somewhere as this was pre-internet. I found this quote from Tom Waits. Dave, will you read this in a Tom Waits voice? <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. Uh, Pre, no, unplanned. <clears throat> if you were a cold, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Well, I can't do it because my throat can't take that shit. But yeah, do it. Just, if you were a cold, I do a bacon in a brown pan. I'll do like Tom Waits, like percussion, like a, one of his songs. It, it's too much. It's too hard to listen to that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do it. We'll make a Tom Waits song. If you were calling on a bacon in a frying pan and play it back. Okay, I don't think anyone can understand what you're saying. That, yeah, that, that's Tom Waits. Um, I'll, it's okay, Dave. Uh, I'll read it. Um, if you record the sound of bacon in a frying pan and play it back, it sounds like the pops and cracks on an old 33 and a third recording. Almost exactly like that. So, yeah, maybe Flansburg also knows that Tom Waits quote, or maybe he's the stereo on and cooking bacon. Man, I really think that's what it's about. I wish that was in our hot shot segment. Mm. Why do I, how can I go on living? I'm just going to cancel the podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's weird. I, I love when we get these amazing emails, but I'm also like, oh man, because I, I like my dream is that each segment is comprehensive and that we never need to talk about the song ever again. But obviously that's never going to be true with They Might Be Giants because they're so no. dense. You just have to uh, accept the mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave, late breaking news. This just in. We got a tweet. I know we don't read yeah. tweets in these episodes, but I couldn't resist. Crazy. We got a tweet from Rascal saying, please tell Dave I said hi and that <laughs> I think he's really funny. Dave, uh, you've got fans. I'm a hero. That's right. <laughs> I'm America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A few other countries too, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank um, you, Rascal. Should we end there, Dave? You think I'm there's happy. enough letterboxes? <laughs> We've got enough for an another episode to in the future. 
But I think I think that's a good one. Keith Keith really um He cut you to the core. He cut me to the core. <laughs> yeah. And we have he my, exposed uh, all of my flaws. <laughs> we have my uh, bad Tom Waits impression. That's I think right. we're good. I think that was a good day uh Dave impression. Tom Waits impression. I do a good impression of me sometimes. <laughs> that's true. We all kind of do that with ourselves, don't we? Don't Whoa. we? Fall? Yeah. Um <laughs> We all wear masks, you might say. <laughs> Yes, you're blowing my freaking mind. I know. I've never heard. I've never heard of that masks as a metaphor. That's, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> so listen, everyone. Did you enjoy this letterbox special? Um, I know I did. I really had a lot of fun, actually. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Listen, uh, we're gonna need more letterboxes if we're gonna do this again. We've only got a few more. I don't think we even have enough for another uh, special. I actually, believe we almost caught up. Yeah, I know. So. Please send us emails at don'tletstartpodcast at gmail.com. We love uh, questions. As you can hear, we love questions. Yeah. You can still tell us your stories, but what, what would be read on the show is probably like an observation or a question or a compliment. And I think we could still <laughs> do them in the regular episodes too. If we can squeeze them in, but that's getting yeah. that's getting hard, isn't it? I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe a few special episode ideas coming up, uh, like if we do an EP or something. Keep them more current. I don't want to hear a question from Flood three years later. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually have stuff about like Lincoln and stuff that... I keep, <laughs> I keep meaning to talk about, but I'm just like saving for another time. We should do like in five years, like a, a whole new catch up episode from like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are they now? <laughs> I have ideas about how to like uh, talk about stuff we talked about already in an organized way, but I, I can't decide on it or not. It's confusing. The oh. show is very confusing. Maybe we should have this conversation off mic. That's right. Um, so don't <laughs> let's pod is our Twitter. If you want more, episodes i mean i'm gonna do them anyway but it would be nice if you went to uh, anchor.fm slash don't let's start you could click the support button it gives us a a monthly little support financially yep. i mean um but if you don't want to do that you can support us with your your words and your, your letters love. and your tweets and i i'll i'll say this and again your well wishes i don't say this enough Tell your friends, uh, post about the show, tweet about the show, whatever. Yeah. If you know that you have uh, friends online or in real life who like they might be giants, word of mouth is like the best thing for us because I, I do all I possibly can to promote yeah. the show. Uh, but maybe it's not enough. I don't know. So please, if you really like the show, uh, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> prove your loyalty. And Dave, uh, is that Tom Waits <laughs> in the room <laughs> saying goodbye? <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Must carry on.